Uh, hi, Representative uh, Mr. Borrell. Thank you for meeting us. Welcome to Riga. Thank you. So, uh, first I'm going to touch upon the situation near our borders of the Baltic states and, and also Poland on the borders with the Belarus, which is the EU external borders, the migration issues, the situation there. Uh, how much, uh, in your opinion, is also Russia is involved in this situation, in this hybrid attack as it's been described? Well, you know, uh, we are not going to tolerate this kind of weaponization of human beings being pushed against the border in the middle of the winter without shelter, promising them, look, come, I have a, a way for you to go to Europe. These people have been cheating, their life has been put at risk, and we have been answering, providing humanitarian support to United Nations organizations, to them, reaching out with the countries of origin and transit to stop, to stop the, the, the traffic, and also to, to threatening the, the airlines to be sanctioned if they continue transporting these people. And, you know, sometimes to talk about the language of power, maybe you can say the power of language, because just by threatening with sanctions, I have to say that the inflow has been stopped. It seems the, the flows are, uh, the situation seems to be slightly calmer. There are no big incursions. It's still happening every night. Uh, do you think the sanctions, the new package of sanctions against Lukashenko regime, uh, will that be enough to make him uh, think twice? Well, enough, you never know enough. But we are going to approve a new package, a fifth package of sanctions, which is already a lot. And uh, the people and the, some entities will be severely punished. This is something that we have to take into account. But mainly what do they have to take into account is that this kind of behavior is not acceptable. And we will do everything we could in order to stop it and to make them to pay a price. Because we are standing behind Latvia, Lithuania and Poland. You borders are European Union borders. And when you defend your borders, you defend our borders. So we are standing with you. On the other hand, the people who are being cheated are human beings and deserve to be treated as human beings. So they deserve humanitarian support. And we have to work on both sides supporting you on controlling the borders and trying these people to go back to their countries of origin when possible. It's really two-pronged approach you have to deal with to find a balance. Uh, if we talk about migration, uh, perhaps uh, on an EU scale, European-wide scale, now we have the situation on the eastern borders right now. There's also a situation uh, between France and uh, UK uh, migration uh, is still going on there for years actually but there's also huge losses of life as of recently it's been put in the spotlight um, there was the Balkans route a few years ago uh, thousands and thousands of people trying to find uh, to enter Europe uh, Mediterranean route is still active also your country Spain is uh, filling the migration routes there and it seems that all it's of this migration issue, they're also causing rifts uh, between EU countries and also European countries with the UK, uh, France and UK as well. So what should be done to, to remedy, to reform the situation, to reform the asylum-seeking system perhaps in the Europe, in the EU, and so as to 
streamline well you know migration is a very dividing issue among european member states because they face different situations with different approaches as you said i'm coming from spain i'm used to see the tragedies in the mediterranean you know, thousands of people trying to reach our shores and many of them losing their lives europe is a kind of magnet you know, for many people around the world that would like to live uh, the way we are living and migration will not stop because there is root causes migration has to be regulated in many european member states we need migration in order to to fill our demographic winter because we are becoming older and we need new young people in, in other countries they don't feel this need but as a whole migration is a phenomenon that has to be regulated controlled what we cannot afford is migration being used as a weapon as the belarusian people have been doing or last, the last resort of desperate people who are on the hands of smugglers risking their lives that's our fight to fight against the people who are trafficking with human beings and these deep roots has to be fight on their places if we want to stop irregular migration you have to be more engaged in supporting african people development in order for them to have a chance of living in their in their in their homes it seems the spotlight the attention of the eu has been put on that in the recent years since 2015 uh, has there been any success in this regard i mean the flows are still continuing the routes are still people are still coming you know if it were easy to solve it it's a very difficult problem look at the demographic imbalance between the north and the south shores of the mediterranean i'm coming just from barcelona at the meeting of the mediterranean forum you know uh, the population in the last 30 years in the in africa in north africa has grown 45 percent 45 percent in the north in europe in europe six percent the difference of the revenue per head is 16 times higher in europe than in north africa these big differences naturally creates a push and once again this push cannot be solved by just putting walls we need to control our borders certainly but we need to understand that the root causes of migration requires a deeper engagement with the development of the countries of origin be it afghanistan be it uh, sahel be it uh, syria many of these people you cannot call them migrants you think they are migrants the people that uh, belarusians put against your border migrants no they are another kind of movement you think there are migrants the people who escaped the war in syria no they're like people looking for us for their lives and i think that uh, we have to understand and make clearly the difference but overall the europeans need to have an agreement on migration we need a migration and asylum pact if you put all the borders together you have to have a common a common policy to control the traffic of the people in the borders and on that certainly we Europeans we haven't succeeded yet but it is uh, something that in which we have to succeed and in order to 
be behind you, to be behind Latvia, Lithuania, behind Poland, behind the Baltics or the Eastern countries, which has been suffering this, uh, this, I cannot call them migrants, this big push, Europeans have to be more united. And this is the key of our success, being more united. Can you imagine what would happen to you if you were not part of the European Union to face this problem? Now I think people can see the value added to be a member of the European Union because we have been mobilizing all our efforts and capacities. I myself I went to Iraq, I went to Central Asia. My colleagues uh, from the Commission, we deploy all our capacities in order to stop the flow, to provide humanitarian help and to threaten their lines on big sanctions if they continue like this. So it's a good thing to be part of the European Union and when things become uh, dangerous, is when you can perceive and appreciate the value added of a member of this club. Uh, now, um, if we talk about you know, Lukashenko as being accused of instrumentalization of these people who, who tried to get into the EU, that he's been basically been given false promise to them uh, that they would enter the EU. Uh, now, there is also a question if, if Russia is being involved into this. And how would you describe, in general, the EU and Russia relations as of now? It seems that ever once so often there is new uh, news about uh, new lows in these relations. Well, you know better than I that uh, the Russian regime and uh, Russia are in close, close links. I don't have any specific proof of what uh, has been the engagement on this specific problem. But it's certainly that on every, in every way and everything, Lukashenko has got a strong support from the Russian uh, Putin Russia. By the way, President Michel, President of the European Council, had a phone call with uh, President Putin the other day, and I suppose they talk about it also. Well, the relationship with Russia are not easy. We have tensions in the Ukrainian border. This is another thing, not related with migration, but also something which, is, uh, which concerns us and has been discussed today also. And we want to send a message once and again of uh, support for the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine, just in case. So what, what approach uh, should the EU take to Russia? I mean, you, you agree the relations are not so good, to put it mildly, between Brussels and, and Moscow and between the EU in general and Russia. Uh, there are sanction packages in place uh, because of annexation of Crimea and situation in Donbass. Uh, how do you th see things can go further? Further, Is there any space for improvement or there should be talks, there should be more sanctions? Well, my job is to, to try to make the relationship better with uh, everybody that wants to have better relations with us. No? I know they are difficult and I experience personally how difficult they are. But um, on the other hand, you know, we have to engage with Russia in some issues. And at the end, Russia is uh, a big energy supplier. At the end, Russia is an important part of any climate policy and we have borders with Russia. Russia is not going to disappear. It's a, it's a difficult neighbor, which whom we have uh, 
sometimes uh, moments of uh, tensions. The Crimea was maybe the highest moment of our tensions. So we had to have a complex relations, putting together the need to engage on certain issues and a strong stance supporting uh, Ukraine, not only the members of the European Union, certainly, but also countries who are not members of the European Union, who are not members of NATO, but are our partners on this uh, Eastern Association, and we have to support them. High Representative, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you.